0: Right on Radio. Right on Radio. Welcome to Right on Radio. News, views, opinions, and attitudes. We are your news now. Keep the faith, because this is a faith-based broadcast. Why? Because there's so much turmoil in this world. We can laugh about it because we have faith. And we know that God is about to step in. We've done some really powerful shows. Jesse's had an incredible weekend. The reveal has been great. We're going to touch on some of that. Plus, Jesse has a lot more to go through. Uh, but there's also been a lot of emails, and you know we cannot decipher your community for you. We don't have time to do it. In fact, you know it takes me a couple hours to even read all the emails but i do read every email and then i forward on some you know are the recruiting we asked not to do recruiting last sunday uh but yet still a lot of emails have come in i have not forwarded them so you're not going to be responded to right away we need to get a couple things in place uh it will happen uh be patient please because we're getting really really close but i do want to mention Uh, Well, basically, first of all, uh, I said no recruiting, but I also mentioned that we're going to do a webinar with the captains on Sunday, and apparently that struck up a bit of a firestorm, and everyone wants to be on this webinar, and so Sarah, who really works kind of as my gatekeeper, has said no, Jeff. You're gonna just do it with me and then we'll roll it out to the captains because she already had a meeting planned with them and I can't make that time. So we'll probably record it. Uh, We're gonna put it out there. It's basically the organization and stuff. I wanted to get ahead of it because the Lord gave me some really, really great stuff on how we're organizing this army and it's gonna blow you away, but hold off. Don't apply for the army just yet. Also, just speaking of emails, I don't have the permission uh, to share the name, but I'm just going to say Pastor N. Pastor N sent me the most beautifully thought, well thought out uh, thing on Revelation and the rapture, and he points to exactly where we are today. I believe this is really beautiful I either want to share it on air or be able to mail it out. So I'm going to reach out to you, Pastor dafty Thank you so much for that. And we are going to do some things on Revelation. Um, you know, I'm not going to promise every Sunday, but particularly Sundays, we're going to focus on some Revelation and go through some amazing parts of it, including the rapture. There's been a lot of people wondering about it. And a lot of people took offense to when I said, you know, um, the, you know, rapture before the tribulation is escapism and it's a bad doctrine uh i'm not taking that back <laughs> so you know uh i'm right Sorry. it's
1: your opinion and your attitude
0: yeah well uh, no um actually it's god's <laughs> word and and it's actually really really clear and, and I, I will, pr- tease you I will, clear. I will <laughs> prove it on air but let's bring her in she is jesse she is I don't even have the name for you today. I'm going to go back to the <laughs> Duchess of Decoding, because that's a high title for you. So we'll go back to that. And of course, you'll see Tom is here with us again. And Tom's got some great news. It was it was so positive the last time Tom was on. Things are going in the right direction. But there's whenever things are going in the right direction, there's some trials as well. So why don't we start out with Tom? And then we're going to move to some of the things that Jesse has, because Jesse's had and and I didn't even share before we went on air the visions I've been having. So maybe that'll come out today, maybe another day.
1: I think there's been a lot of miracles with, with the visions, the prophetic, um, you know, past couple of weeks. It just seems like those things have been back to back. Back to back
0: to back. Oh, one other thing. Telegram, the right on radio chats, the right on radio digs, the right on radio channel, Uh, There is some great stuff on there, and I can't get to all of it on air, obviously. You know, we try to focus on what's important. And going forward, I want to be really clear. We're going to be talking Revelation. We're going to be talking this and that. But we're going to be covering, essentially, light to dark. This is what we're doing. And it's not, uh, we obviously cover God's light, but we're talking about the system, light side and the dark side. We're going to be covering that extensively extensively coming up so stay tuned it's going to be super interesting uh we've had a lot of questions about the galactic federation all this stuff we're going to get there trust me this is a long haul there's a lot of stuff to go through tom mm. what's going
2: on oh my god all right so nutshell it, let's see uh first of all there's a lot of support coming around the world and my family's starting to feel that and experience that and it's a whole new world it's like you run this long marathon race and as you near the finish line, suddenly there's this whole crowd that basically picks you up and carries you across the line. That's what it feels like. I mean, just outpourings from everywhere, you know, Scotland, you name it, uh, Germany, you name it. And it really gives hope. It, it lets, if I can be a mirror and reflect that back, just like the hope that's just being gushed forward here, the lifting, the love, the, you know, it really lets you know humanity is on its way in the right direction towards, you know, God with faith and, and compassion. And compassion, really, I think, is the key word. If we embrace that, we will take the right steps, Uh, faith and compassion, so yeah. But there's a lot going on. We're seeing a lot of maneuvering with the other side and a lot of their, now that we connected the dots, as we continue to connect the dots and God guides us in that, uh, they're on the run. And so they're trying to, each of them, cover their own bases and their own backs. And you're seeing a lot of fracturing and uh, uh, turning on each other. And then uh, the system of, like I was saying, um, rewards like you'll you can tell if someone's really in the dark side of this because you can follow the money follow the money follow the rewards and it usually follows a reveal like what you're doing Jesse so when a reveal comes forward you'll see suddenly a pat on the back or a reward or a promotion or something and it just kind of draws an arrow to those that are really involved in this that are really on the dark side of this you know because they try to beef up each other and Mm -hmm. uh, yeah and you can also follow the firings the dumpings you know when it gets too hot a lot of the heads are removed and a lot of times a golden parachute. But what's happening in my family is we're just feeling a lot of love, a lot of hope. And um, there's a positioning going on right now that we're aware of that there could be one more 302 attempt. But I know there'll be a miracle. We got so much prayer on us. Um, Actually, it's just a a lame sideshow that might happen. And I know we'll make it through. But um, yeah, so I I
0: see a- A quick quote. Go ahead. I, I would almost say that this is almost the theme of this show. And someone had posted this in the uh, the right on radio chat. I, it was so good, I put it on to the uh, to the channel. So it was just a, someone who forwarded a tweet by someone named Greg D. Don't know who Greg D is, but at Greg D. Um, and he says this: the whole world is about to discover that the Bible is not a collection of fairy tales. <laughs>
1: That's, That's a, a great quote.
0: Yeah,
2: that that makes me yeah. feel good, too, because the whole like we talk about the screenplay that started this whole mess in my life and uh, I felt called to do it. Like I was telling Jesse earlier here, you know, I feel like yeah. it's bookends. I was saying bookends. It's like when you first get the call like to write that piece, it, you're facing a storm you haven't been in yet and you're thinking, oh, this will be easy. My faith is strong. I'll walk right through this really strong and just swing it through and finish with a torch. And then you get to the other side of the bookend when you're wrapping up, and you and if you could talk to yourself pre you on the other side of the bookend, you'd be like, you have no idea what you're going to go through, but it is worth it. Do it, but you know it's not going to be a light walk. You're going to meet amazing people along the way, and uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be powerful, emotional, and in the end, if you keep your character intact, it'll be well worth it so yeah
0: and, and it's going to be done as is and i think that was the most brilliant thing you said last uh, time you were on tom because you can't lose either way mm-hmm. can't lose that's right you, you can't lose and you have to just hold on to that look there's going to be distractions it's going to be attacked these people are swinging for the fences right now
2: you're right you're right and they're but moving
0: that's past. all it is yeah. they're swinging for the fences just dodge and weave man
2: yeah. It's interesting, yeah, because I'm now being asked to teach and instruct uh, faith and layered thinking, and it's amazing. So what we talked about, you know, what I had as a childhood and, and what caused me to think this way to create this piece, that's why uniquely it's a unique piece. Um, now I'm being asked to convey that kind of training and thought where art and science and faith are really established at a young age where the synapses
0: form around that. Which is oh, I see hours. a module coming for our unit, for our school, Jesse.
1: Okay, Tom, you got to hold on to that. We we got to okay. talk to you more about that. But yeah, Jesse and
0: I are launching our own school and maybe that would be a master class. I
2: would love to do that. I would yeah. love to teach that because, you know, it's like the layered feeling, layered thinking. It applies to art, sculpture, writing, relationship, business, everything. And when you do that, it's just, you become this dynamic uh, and you can actually create. And there's a way that you can put it in your mind and out it comes. It's amazing. It's amazing. So I'd love that. I would, I'd be honored. Yeah.
1: Well, I, but, I love uh, what you guys are bringing out today, you know, and I, I think it's so true. You know, the all these people are scrambling right now because what's unfolding is the will of God, mm-hmm. you know, and God's given his will a, ahead of time to his prophets, his teachers, you know, his visionaries. And so as they've come forward throughout time, and then mm-hmm. even especially, you know, as it gets nearer, it's like, the Lord just keeps bringing more and more and more. And he's defining, you know, those prophecies where it's not even, you know, just a general word spoken. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, very defined prophecies. And, and your work is one of those things where, you know, it's like throughout the time we've been talking about it, we see, you know, we're seeing, it literally line up with what's happening now. And and that's how defining God was, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and then I'm thinking about, you know, what he's doing, what we see happening. And, you know, would you share kind of what happened this week? Because we were talking about, you know, how the enemy, when this scramble comes and then God does this big reveal, they usually, there's ramifications in the system When that happens, when God's prophets speak, you know, either, you know, the people get fired, they lose their jobs, those who have been trying to prevent or hinder, you know, or who, you know, may cost the system too much money if things get revealed about them, you know, they'll get those people out of the way, but then they also will have to raise up other individuals you know, who are still dirty, but they think, ah, oh, you know, they'll be okay. We'll, we'll put them in the spot to do the job. So what are, you know, that happened as we had that big reveal this week. We're seeing that happen. So why don't you share how we're seeing that happen?
2: Yeah, it's amazing. I get this image of um, an ark, basically, you know, and it's it's sailing through this waters rising and these people have been pounding on it, you know, trying to break it and we're holding our hands out not with hate but actually acceptance and compassion and they're now I see them starting to go like this and want to grab our hands and get on board you know that seems to be the big switch over now where they want to get on switch switch ships get on the right ship and uh, uh, I hope this goes along with your question there's a uh, series I was watching once with Aiden called The Walking Dead and there's a character named Rick and uh, Rick Rhimes, I think it is. What was interesting about this character is that he represents a torn, compassionate kind of hero who is accused of not being able to protect his own family because he has too much compassion for others when he should just put them down and you know, just get rid of his enemies and carve them up and destroy them. And uh, Aiden and I even had discussions about this character and he's, he'd said like, dad, that's a lot like you. And what Hollywood is saying is like, you can't have compassion And be successful. You can't have compassion and protect your family. And the answer is, yes, we can. And now, like you're saying, like the screenplay we have here uh, that was guided by God and given to write, that character also has compassion, is modeled after myself. and, And he doesn't succeed in the end, but God steps in and completes it. And I think it's a humbling thing to, you know, have Hollywood looking at this, going like, oh my God, that's so new. That's so revolutionary. And now they're modeling a lot of characters like that, but they always want to tap in. They fail in the end. But in in our piece, letting God give it over to God and let God do it and doing our part, each of us, that piece, that's not failing. That's showing great courage. And that compassion is stronger than any kind of self selfishness or wanting success or power. That's they don't they can't they can't comprehend it. So I think what we're seeing right now is they're scattering, running, going, what the hell happened? How did this occur? How did we lose? We had them, they had no power. We controlled the field. And they were all just running down and at times laughing and singing while we do it and celebrating together. Uh, We were unconquerable because of our father.
0: Well, I'll tell you one of the ways that they really know, and I'm just gonna switch to politics for one second, that that they really are failing is, listen, there's so much evidence right now that these people are filming at Tyler Perry Studios. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, there's like a a house that's painted white there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, the (laughs) big announcements the other day from the Rose Garden, Mm -hmm. literally from there.
1: I I see pictures, and as they're walking on the scene, I mean, it looks like, you know, like a case of law and order or something. And I was like, boy, you could not be more evident <laughs> it's
0: just That's crazy right. you know it's and, like and by the way there's a lot of photo and video evidence right on the uh the, the telegram right on radio channel go on there and you're going to see some stuff you're talking about the oval office right uh, yeah. well that that was the rose garden that i was talking about uh, oh, the rose garden this okay. morning but yeah both of those i think the original i think originally they did some stuff at castle rock but you know, uh, Tyler Perry Studios is a lot closer being in Atlanta. Can I hold this up again, just for fun? Giggles? Sure, I'm going to have to describe it, though, for the audience. All right, for the
2: audience, I'm holding up page uh, 101. Uh, this, this is War. the Immortals screenplay. Yeah. And the fake Oval Office, just one more time, just for fun. Yeah.
0: The fake Oval Office. Now, Tom, you had also bookmarked after we talked on Sunday, you said... Because Jesse and I, listen, we've been saying, you know, this whole awakening thing. This is this is more about the harvest than right. anything. And you said you have the page on the harvest, which is actually. And what year was your screenplay written? In again, it was written from nineteen ninety one to ninety three, and then
2: pitched and uh, accepted in ninety three. And here is page ninety nine. Finally found it, and I'll hold it up and read it for audiences, and I'll show you. Um, it says. Um, where is it? Oh, Jacobs, who is the head of um the underground the Yeah, just,
0: just read it to us with uh, with your it but with your head that, turned towards the microphone. Okay, it's sorry. So, so it says it, it says, we, we asked him today,
2: he's making a deal that he intends to break, which is the Oracle. I'll, with the architect. It'll buy our people time. The immortals have begun the harvest. And that's right there for those that actually see.
0: Mm-hmm. Right there.
2: That and, crazy? and who are the
0: immortals? We are.
2: The immortals are the, um, yeah. basically in the, more, in the matrix, it's the machine society, the Smiths, the architect, the agents, The those are in the program. So that's the immortal program. And then they switch it to program, but I call it the immortals program. And so that's the people inside the program have begun the harvest. Well, yeah. it's yeah, funny
0: because is. the harvest becomes, and then the Whitman, Jesus has his thousand years reigning here on earth um, that's, and, that's when we are the immortals.
2: That's the ending too. Remember we said about the theme is man tries to outwit God, God outwits man. And so, yes, they say, you know, the harvest, they're beginning the harvest. And then Christ does return the identical figures and he resets the world for us all. And, uh, we have that, yeah, those thousand years of peace.
1: Yeah. Well, that, with that tied in, um, you know, with exactly what God was showing this weekend, um, You know, I did a huge reveal on Friday and then uh, both Saturday and Sunday night, um, you know, the reveal continued where the Lord was very, very specific. And uh, it was very interesting because um, I guess if I were to put it into a nutshell, you know, there was this amazing work that happened as, as that information came out. You know, the decipher key, the purpose is that people can understand, you know, how things are working in the spirit world in conjunction with the physical that, you know, the things scriptures talked about with with this dominion, you know, that we do have spirit being, beings who are fighting for this dominion who and, you know, the Lord has given that dominion of the land to to all of us. Um, but it distinctly also ties in with the harvest. So, so what happened, um, you know, Saturday night was that, you know, the Lord, I just kind of call it this download, you know, when the Lord decides to speak and he's like, Hey, kiddo, this is what needs to happen. Okay. And, and so the thing that the Lord came forward with was that, um, all of those things, Well, let me put it this way. Basically, the Lord said, you know, hey, remember how you said every place the sole of your feet touches, I've given you that land. And it was like, okay, yes, Lord, you know, and he said, all right. He said, well, now, you know, what I want you to do is, is bring that land and place it on my altar as an offering. And so, you know, he was very specific. It wasn't just the earthly land. So this was interesting. The Lord was like, don't forget any of it. You know, so it included the tunnels. It included the spiritual gates. It included the spiritual realms, you know, including this was the one that surprised me, you know, the throne room of God. And I haven't really shared this experience, you know, in its fullness publicly, But, um, you know, a lot of people know that there were some major things that were supposed to happen April 24th that involved the Antichrist. And in order to prevent some of those things from happening, um, me and several prayer warriors, you know, we had to enter into the spirit world and do some battles. And so, you know, one of the last battles that we were in before that day You know, there were books of the mothers that were supposed to be opened that, you know, for the occult, they were prophetic books that would release things that revolved around the Antichrist. And the Lord had asked us to bring those books and to place them in his throne on the altar of fiery coals. And he intended to burn those books. Um, so we went through this battle, you know, placing those books on the coals. Well, so as the Lord is saying all this to me Saturday night, you know, bringing it all to memory, he reminded me of a verse in scripture where it talks about Lucifer, that he walked among the fiery stones, you know, in the, in the mountain of God. And, and so, you know, the Lord was like, don't even forget you know, the altar of the fiery coals, like your feet have been on that altar, you know, and, and bring that before me too. So I spent the night in prayer, you know, with some other warriors, and we brought all of that to the Lord, we laid it on the throne. And then the Lord told us to anoint it, and to plead the blood of Jesus over it. And, you know, in its essence, we were just like, okay, Lord, like all this land, all this territory that the enemy and these demonic spirits have claimed, we're giving back to you. Mm -hmm. And so we did that. Well, you know, I thought, it's done. Yay. Great. (laughs) No, the Lord had much more. So the next night, you know, he he just had a word, you know, and and the word was that we needed to. Um, let me see. I, I'm gonna read it kind of here exactly. It was that um, when we placed when we placed the land and all those things on the altar, it made it holy to the Lord, like a holy offering. But the problem was that the captives and there were still things connected to the land that were holding the captives to the land. So the Lord said, you know, Jeff, the Lord actually quoted you. I'm just going to say this. (laughs) So the Lord quoted Jeff and he said, what you need to do tonight, you know, what happened last night with bringing everything to the altar You were manifesting things in the spiritual, but the Lord said, tonight, you're going to manifest it in the physical. And I was like, okay, how does that look, Lord? And um, the Lord brought to mind just one verse. It was Matthew 16, 19, and it's the verse that says, And I will give to you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose in earth shall be loosed from heaven. And I was like, okay, you want us to bind and loose, but you know, God, you're going to have to walk me through this. So, I mean, it was a pretty long prayer session. know with these friends and seeking god and saying okay lord walk us through you know now we've come to this point we've offered you know we're anointing the land we're pleading the blood of jesus over it we want to consecrate it as holy now you have told us that there's another step we need to take you know we need to bind this land and loose things and so um, the Lord started off by saying that um, I needed to ask for the golden bowl of prayers, and I was like, "Okay, <laughs> like what? God help me! What does this have to do with all this? Right?" And the Lord said, "You know that that literally what was happening was like a court proceeding. Um, that." You know, we brought our evidence, placed it on the table before the Lord or the judge. And he, would. you know, it was there, but he wanted to look at it. He wanted me to bring it back to him. You know, so if you think about that, you know, what is the golden bowl of prayers? It's, you know, after we've prayed or our voices have been heard by the Lord, his word says that he keeps those prayers and he keeps them in a golden bowl. And those are continually before him. And it usually says, you know, it rises as a sweet fragrance or incense before the Lord. Um, in the days of Aaron and Moses, literally, you know, they had a censer a that they would put that that incense, that frankincense in and they would swing that frankincense back and forth. And that aroma would remind God of the prayers of the people. So the Lord literally was saying, you know, I want you to take all those things that you've brought and you literally, but in a legal judicial way, like you're going to bring those things before my face. And I was like, all right, God, um, this is interesting. So as I started thinking about, binding a couple things came to mind first that um you know binding literally means to like fasten down to secure so it was like okay how do we fasten down and secure those prayers and the lord brought to mind the image of abraham how he would take stones And he would build a small altar to the Lord with those stones. But it was a very intimate place. He literally did it in the middle of the woods or, you know, where his tent near his tent and stuff like that in the wilderness. And he built this little stone altar and set it up as like a little cook fire. And he, you know, he invited the Lord to come and to eat with him. And he prepared meat on that altar for the Lord. So I have all these imageries kind of just like starting to flood in my mind. And the Lord was like, you know, invite me, invite me to come into agreement with you on, on these matters. Like as you're swinging this incense of prayers, invite me to come into agreement with you. And then we're going to take it a step further. Not only am I going to come into agreement with you, but invite me to sit down and to commune together, to feast, to partake in the meat of this offering together. And so that you know, that brought me then to images of the priests in the temple and how they would um You know, after the people brought their offerings, you know, they'd bring the dove, the calves, the lambs, whatever it was, and there were requirements for the offering. Um, While it was cooking on this fire, the fat is rendering off and and the aroma, the smell is, is rising up to God. And they were not allowed to take the meat off of the altar while the fat was being rendered off. And But when it was done, the priest had a job. He had to distribute that meat. There was a portion that was untouchable to any human. They, nobody got to eat it. That portion was set apart for the Lord. Then there was a portion that was given to the priests. And the last portion was given to the people. So the Lord said, asked me as the great high priest who oversees the heavenly altar asked me to distribute the offering. And I was like, wow. Okay, Lord. So, you know, we asked him to distribute and to release it. And then you know, the Lord brought me to the second part of binding, you know, the first part all deals with preparing that altar, with inviting God to come into agreement, um, entering into that place of communion with him and distributing, okay? Now, the second part, the Lord said, you know, with binding deals with when you bind something to you, Yourself, you have an obligation. It's like a a vow, an oath that you take. So the Lord said, You know, remind me of my obligations because of this offering. And I was like, Huh, okay, Lord, well, reveal this to me too. Bring, Bring it to mind, right? And there were several different things that the Lord reminded me, you know, obligations kind of when the Lord brought it, I was remembering his promises that he's made. You know, first, he's his first obligation that he's promised is that because of the blood, um, you know, with Jesus dying on the cross, he has the obligation to fulfill that work which includes, you know, the cleansing and the forgiveness of sins. And part of that work then with the land is that, you know, because of sin, we're unholy. And when we're in that place of sin, you know, wherever we are, that gives the enemy a foothold into that land. And so what the Lord was saying was that, you know, we need to take hold of that, we need to, you know, not only confess our sin with this land, but as we do, God is obligated and he's faithful to forgive us and to cleanse us and to cleanse that land. When he does that, the enemy, you know, he can't come to the Lord legally and say, Lord, there's sin on the land. I have the right to have my foot there. Literally, you're pushing the enemy's foot off because what does his word say? The righteous shall inherit the land. So when we plead that blood and remind God of his obligation to cleanse um, and to make holy, the enemy now has no legal ground towards that land. You know, the other obligations, he has an obligation as the high priest over the land. He has a kingly obligation. Um, He's also obligated as the husband, the redeemer. But this was the one that really struck me. He has the, and this goes back to the decree that he made, you know, a couple weeks back that the bride shall know her price the Lord is obligated as the groom to come and take his bride and to set the captives free. You know, when he entered into that vow with us that, you know, that we are the, we shall be his bride. He has the obligation to come and take his bride. And, the other two obligations, and it kind of goes hand in hand, the Lord said, you have an obligation as well. And I was like, okay, (laughs) what does that entail? You know, but um, the Lord said, you know, as managers, as, as stewards who have now claimed the authority over this land, we are obligated to submit it back under the sovereign rule of the lord and jesus is obligated to submit it back as the steward and the manager of the land back under the feet of the father's sovereign control
0: there is so much in what you have just said jesse uh, there,
1: there's... there's more, Jeff.
0: <laughs> okay, well, well like I'll, I, I, said, I'll, I, I have a lot that to bring in, but, but go keep going. No, no, I don't want to take you off a roll here.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was so much. It was so powerful. So, the third part of binding is that we are bound to someone. And that someone is to God himself, that all of creation is bound to him. And, and the images he kept giving me were as of him as the high priest. And if anybody, you know, not all Jews do this, but I, you know, I knew several um, rabbis and, um, you know, was blessed to be able to watch them, you know, prepare for different um, Jewish holidays and things like that. And the ones that I knew, they did this practice where they'd have this long, black, tethered strap, and that strap represented the words of God. And so as they were preparing for the special feasts or the rituals, um, and they're praying, they literally would take you know that strap in their hand, and they literally would bind it around their arm and then they would do the other one. So as they are praying, you know, they would have their arms up with these straps ran uh wrapped around to remind them that the word of God was literally bound to their physical body.
0: All right, Jesse, I do have to step in here because okay, I, I wrote this down like right at the beginning of what you said. Um when you gave the definition for for binding right away which is kind of like tying up a prisoner sort of thing. right so here's exactly what i wrote binding versus yoke we yeah. bind the enemy we're told to take the yoke oh. of the lord and so this goes to you tom as well and to take his yoke is to be well it's to be bound to him but his instead of being tied up like a prisoner think of him as a a big brother who puts his arm around you and says okay i'm walking towards that problem with you you know there's a bully in front of you okay you got the lord here i'm going towards that with you and that's taking his yoke and so you know i wanted to just make that distinction because it it paints a different picture and and the lord says take my yoke my yoke is easy
1: Right. Well, the pic- the exact picture the Lord gave me next was even more powerful. If you think about, you know, especially with the captives, um, you know, we think of chains and those chains have to be fastened or secured somewhere. And usually there's huge bolts or pegs that have them fastened. Okay. So literally the Lord was saying, loose, Remove those bolts that are holding the chain. And then he gave me the image, you know, of the huge nails that were driven into his hand on the cross. And the verse that came was, you are written on the palm of my hands. Literally, we are secured the palm of his hand. And I was like, wow, Lord, this is just beyond me. But I prayed it. It was like, okay, Lord, this land, the captives, all the people, secure them to the palm of your hands, Lord God. And when that happened, when I prayed that, literally I saw, you know, the chains the enemy had bolted into the ground, the ground is now holy. All those evil chains literally were ripped up and the enemy had no power. He couldn't keep those captives or hold them all any longer. There was nothing securing them. And the Lord had secured them to himself. And then, you know, basically with the loosing, the Lord went deeper. Okay. You know, I've talked about how I have a restraining order against Satan in the heavenlies. Okay. So I kind of got to go back a little bit here because right before Friday's reveal, um, prayer warriors had contacted me and said, Hey, you know, Jess, the, the enemy is bringing a restraining order against you in the heavenlies. And I was like, what, like, how can God allow this? You know, like what is going on? So this, all of this that transpired was why the enemy was bringing that restraining order because he wanted to prevent what was happening next. As God was revealing about the binding, the loosing, you know, after all the bolts for the chains came out and the captives now are secured to the Lord, you know, because remember we're manifesting in the spiritual and the heavenlies Creating. But now God's manifesting it in the physical. And so after all of that, the Lord says, now serve Satan his divorce. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yes. I mean, I can't even describe it. I mean, I wanted to be like, yes. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I got to hand him this scroll. And I said, Satan, I am serving you your divorce on behalf of the Lord and all of the captives, all of the people in your kingdom, all of the saints. We are, you know, divorcing ourselves from you. And not only are we divorcing ourselves, but I'm putting big, I mean, big letters. I am asking the Lord to demand that you pay alimony and retribution to each of us.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Like, it is time to pay up. Mm-hmm. And what oh if my we goodness, would say, pray that asks me to come into agreement with you. So guess what happened? As that was served, the judge of all of the heavens and the earth stands up and strips Satan naked and says you have been served. Now you will pay up. And he turned to me and he said, command my heavenly hosts to go now throughout all the land, the tunnels, the spiritual gates, the heavenly realms. Now is the time for the captives to come out and be released. So his heavenly army was dispatched to go and get the captives.
0: This goes along with everything that God's been showing me, Jesse. (laughs) Well, share with us, Jeff, what what was happening on your end with all these revelations? Okay, well, are are you? Did you get through what you wanted to get through for the most part? Yeah,
1: Yeah, that was it. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, first, let let me get Tom. What's this saying to you? What what are you hearing through this?
2: Well, it's, it's, it's a real relief for me personally, if we take it at a personal angle, and then as we look at it, as it applies to the world, we've been fighting for all life and all, you know, all creatures. And so the blown to the Lord. So it's like, for me personally, it says maybe, maybe my time's coming to an end where I have to keep fighting. And we're going to have a new time, which we've been fighting for. And so that, that revelation that she just said really makes me feel like you know, also what came to mind was that it was a scripture, something about I'm not really great on quoting the Bible, but I prepare a place for you in the presence of your enemies, a table. And it's like yeah. it made me realize this, this like my own work, which is my piece of the puzzle. My own work was something I was given that the enemy wanted. And so I was given this thing by God in the presence of the enemies that they really wanted, and that that's part of this whole journey I, that ensued. So he does. Um, Put the decor on us and give us the things that the enemy wants and we carry those things for
0: him. I think that's and, such a uh, perfect scripture, yeah. Tom, for you. What yeah. you just pulled out. I think that's so perfect. Because well, you... and the
1: power that it, you know, it doesn't belong to the enemy. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the what God has given you, the work that He has prepared mm-hmm. for you to sit at that table and commune with Him over. And, you know, I mean, I'm just going to make a suggestion here. But if I were you, I'd start, you know, in prayer, naming all these people, you know, we won't say specific names or be mean about it, but you've had a lot of people coming against you. And I would just be marching up into the heavenlies with a divorce and being like, I am divorced from you individuals. You have no right to my work or my life. And I'm serving you a divorce, and you know it's time for you to pay your alimony and retribution for the all that you have taken from me.
0: I love it. And, and let me add to that, Tom. And now you haven't been on every program, so you're probably not up on some of the things that we've been discussing here. But we're taking back land, mm-hmm. and you know, for you, if you're going to have a, a table prepared in the presence of of the enemy. Um, what's what's the best studio uh that's available, physical studio, uh to film your The Immortals? Right. Start claiming yeah. it. Say, no, no, that's my studio. Right. I own that studio and claim it in the name of Jesus. Well, that's
2: wild because one does come to mind right away. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> okay, so, the- so, claim so Tom Claim it. Claim it. <laughs> All right. All well, right. uh, so you can I, have dinner at Cinderella's castle. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna make just a couple. I love
1: the way you think, Tom. <laughs> Go big and don't it's stop. Your, yeah, it.
2: It's your best tiara, so yeah. We'll... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Boy, speaking of it's which, wonderful. just that you know, uh, you know, the Hollywood and the industry. Uh, I only caught a couple glim- clips of the Grammys. And I was kind of thinking we should cover it this year, but it was so bad. Like, honestly, it, it was so bad. Like, it, it's unwatchable to even do research. You know, this is where the, the this uh, whole entertainment business is gone. And they're done. They're, they're done. done. They're it's, done. They've, they've mocked God, and they're done. All right, back to what Jesse yeah. was saying. So first of all, uh, thank you for saying that God quoted me. If anything, God gave me those words a long time ago when I started saying it. So he's repeating back words that maybe he's had me say in the past. Uh, I know,
1: but I had to laugh about it. You know, I was like, can I please tease Jeff about this? Yes,
0: and and that is fun. Thank (laughs) you. Um, Now, the next thing caught my attention and just, you know, making it personal, God likes barbecue. (laughs) we have a great God.
1: your mind would go there Jeff
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right so here's a couple points you really it really struck me on a a couple things when you were talking about he was going to do the distribution of the barbecue right and it's the fat of the land it's the it's the good things of the land and everything else and and then you said you know divorcing and what what I was seeing out of that, Jesse, is divorcing the world system. Yeah. The world system that has been in place. And for us to come into the great harvest. So when and you said Satan was stripped naked. Well, that this is what God has been speaking to me is the veil is coming up. And you know, these people are thinking they're whispering in each other's ears, and it's going to be amplified. The whole world is going to hear it and they will be laid out naked and this is what's happening this is what god is doing he is literally going to shake this land and you know all the the innocent blood that has gone into this land you know god has counted every drop of that and and this whole earth is like you know he he's making a statement he's going to shut down and don't don't get me wrong The end of his book will be fulfilled. This is just going to be a season, but he is going to, again, he's about to prove that his book is not just a bunch of fairy tales.
1: Yeah. Well, and even, you know, he's proving his prophets true too, because it goes right back to, you know, what did Tom show us out of the script that, you know, we've been kind of talking on and off, you know, the Lord has every intention of making that harvest happen. Mm -hmm. And all of this is the prep work you know, that that he's allowing us to be involved in as he's literally unleashing his his mighty arm upon the whole world and upon the enemy in his system. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and Jesse, I just want to go back to the divorce because when you said it's time to pay up, you know, just like what we said back in September about the exodus, mm-hmm. Egypt or the world's wealth went to god's people and it went to into the hands of the righteous and when you were talking about jesus distributing the barbecue and stuff like that that goes right into that divorce agreement yeah that goes right into that divorce agreement
1: that the redeemer kinsman the high priest distributes not the people of egypt you know that he will give us the treasures out of darkness and the things that have been laid on the altar.
0: And there is a lot of wealth there. Let me just say it's the wealth of the world that is there. And there's going to be a huge transfer, you know. Um, and by the way, that doesn't mean you know, don't run up your credit cards based on what I said, but I'm telling so you, we're is... doing
1: financial stewardship courses so people can be wise with what wise and good stewards of what god is about to give us
2: you well, know there's something yeah there's something yeah, else ahead, i oh i just want to share that's, um like it's in the screenplay too but i always feel like god kind of guides these things and i noticed that the theme of a man tries out with god god out what's man there's a lot of things that were done stones being placed things being built by the enemy when they thought they were doing it for themselves but they're actually doing what god wants them to do and Definitely. so in the end, it could be revealed to them where, look, you put, placed those stones because God had you place those stones when you thought you were actually doing it for yourself. And so I'm, I think it's fascinating how he controls the whole narrative, the whole story, and then it becomes the greatest story ever where we all played our parts, even when we thought sometimes we're working against like with Saul. Yeah. So it's it's it strikes me that there's going um, uh, to be uh waste in the end of the story, we'll all look back and go, oh, now I get it. Okay, that makes sense. I understand my part now fully. So, right.
1: Uh, well, think about how huge this is, even just with the trafficking, you know, and how many people, souls of feet are going all over the place. Mm-hmm. The mistake the enemy made, you know, is, is that every single one of those children that he took captive um, and trafficked, they should have carried around every place. Mm -hmm. You know, because now it's just come to bite him in the butt. You know, the Lord literally is taking all that land that he thought, well, because their feet are there and, you know, because I take dominion over that life. Now I have rights to that land. And the Lord just literally said, nope, that's not the way it works. Mm -hmm. You know, you've just done my work, you know, by taking all these captives everywhere and now it's being brought before my throne, and the judgment will stand.
2: It just made me think of something too, where um, I always was confused when I was little about this verse about the end times when all would be revealed. Each of our, each of us would be revealed, bare, laid bare before the Lord and before each other. Right. And I have a lot of people contacting me now saying that they have their story, and they feel like it, they, they always say this. They always go, "Well, it's not as big as yours, Tom." And I go, "Well, no, our stories are all equally yeah. weighted." and have value. And I said, you know, and they feel like their story will never be told. And it made me think of the desire in so many people to have their story told. And all these children that were captive, their stories matter. And all our elderly in nursing homes, they are stories, they are treasures of stories. That's why the library and memories came into idea mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And so I believe now a different way, a little bit where each of our stories will be told. Maybe it's gonna be a celebratory thing mm-hmm. as each of us have our stories told and we celebrate each other's story. That would be a wonderful thing to let people know because they have that desire that their story does matter. It will be told. It will be revealed. Your part.
1: Well, that was part of the feasting, you know, that after they came out of Egypt, the Lord decreed, you know, feasts throughout the year that they would all gather and they were to remember all that the Lord had done for them. And so that's what happened, you know, they'd be sharing their stories Mm -hmm. about their experiences in Egypt or as they came through the desert, Mm -hmm. you know, there was this constant sharing of stories to remember what God was doing. That's right. Can you
2: imagine going to the elderly, like just pick any elderly home and go to it and you wrote down with their permission, their different stories and the wealth of stories you'd receive and the treasures oh, yeah. you would have, yeah. you know, and it's like, and and that's what I just see. I just see that we have got this world full of stories. Right. And, and, and I think one of the greatest positions, blessings to be or to have is to be a storyteller. So, yeah.
1: And now that's been released, you know, in the heavenlies, um, you know, in Revelations it says, you know they overcame the evil one by the word of their testimony in the blood of the lamb mm-hmm. the blood's been applied now that the captives can come out and they can share their stories
2: now you're just amping me up because now i'm thinking like what do they try to stop most the stories they've been canceling even on yourself they're right on radio right it's like canceling shows canceling interviews canceling sites It's like, that's really what it comes down to, doesn't it? It's really amazing. And the glory goes to God. This script, like you said, Jeff, we make this story. We win either way. And what was it written for? To give glory to God. Right. Put it back in and look at the timing.
1: Yeah. That's such a great note to end on. You know, um, there's a little verse that not many people know about, but it kind of ties back to something Jeff said at the beginning. You know, that people are going to find out the Bible's not a fairy tale. Mm -hmm. And yet it still ties into the testimony. And, uh, you know, actually it was Peter who said this. It's in 1 Peter uh, 16. And he says, you know, we didn't follow cleverly invented stories Mm -hmm. when we told you of the power and the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But we were eyewitnesses of his majesties. And that's the point in time that we're at. You yeah. know, all of us, Tom, Jeff, you know, we're eyewitnesses of this stuff unfolding.
0: We're time, we're walking man. right into the book of Acts, folks.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: We're walking right into the book of Acts. I'm I'm telling you. And uh, you know, just yeah, I think it's a, there was a couple questions uh on the decode the deciphering and stuff I wanted to get to. I think it's a distraction today. We'll revisit that. So, uh, you know, we're we're going to revisit this. We're not going to answer every question that's out there uh for the folks who are listening, uh, but we will continue to break it down for you and you're going to get more and more clues. Look, this isn't something you can learn overnight, but we're giving you enough to work with. Trust me. Um or trust Jesse more but trust me I believe what I'm telling you. <laughs>
1: yes. The
0: the other thing I just because we are talking about the uh, the transference of wealth and the divorce and the distributing of the fat of the land and stuff like that something that uh, you know I wrote down as well I won't be able to explain it uh in detail because it would take a long time but it's something I call advanced stewardship. And what that is, and for you, people who want to do your own studies, you might, you know, want to, to look this up because as things are transferred and as you do claim things and things come into your possession, because they will, um, you know, this isn't just some magical stuff or anything like that. I'm telling you, start claiming things because you never know. Um, You might just get it. But don't put your trust in those things don't put your trust tom in and getting that uh, movie studio don't put your trust right. in. so you know there's an old saying that uh, you know you can't take it to heaven right mm-hmm. well there is stuff that goes to heaven and there's stuff that's burnt up here on earth mm-hmm. and so when when we're praying you want to think about the stuff that goes to heaven Mm -hmm. with you and you know just that listen just a brief example of that is when you when the lord uses you to bring a new soul into the kingdom you're stacking up treasures in heaven Mm -hmm. when you're providing for your family and you're and you're helping your neighbors and stuff like that you're actually stacking up treasures in heaven so it's not like you know jeff wants to own a hotel chain Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. when i claim those hotels if it's extremely profitable how much more generous can i be in putting into you know the heavenly bank account let's Mm -hmm. say rather than the earthly one right so Mm -hmm. just keep that in mind as we start as we go forward with this uh it's amazing this all is coming out now, Jesse. Like, you know, I've been preparing for this for twenty years, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's funny uh, we because we we had to retape the second half of the show, but uh, Jesse and I did this little uh, little commercial video, which turned out to be about forty minutes <laughs> for it's for funny. our class. And so it's not a typical sales video um, by any means. But what was really interesting, Jesse, is in real time you and i discovered why we're working together and it was like this epiphany right right during this video that's right that and, was great uh, and god has a sense of humor <laughs> I'll just say that <laughs> yeah. i
1: agree god definitely does this whole you know this connection with all of us and how he just puts all these pieces together mm-hmm. you know god totally has a sense of humor it yeah, well, look at like Tom. He gave
0: Tom a prophetic script and it's going to come out as a historical piece. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: I like that. It's like we're gently led because I, I shouldn't trust anybody according to earthly laws, after all I've seen, but I trust you guys explicitly, you know? And it's like, you, you seem like figures in a story to me that are where you're supposed to be at the right time saying the things you're supposed to say. And it's just... And I just feel like I'm just flowing easily
0: along, gently led. It's really nice. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: Well, it's important. And each one of us has a a part to play. And and that means each one of you in the listening audience as well. You have a part to play. No, I'm not going into the recruiting speech. (laughs) Don't send send applications just yet. We're really close to having an automated process. Do not send it. If you do send it, I'm not going to forward it until a certain time. So it might sit in my inbox for a couple of weeks. But on that note, any final thoughts, Jesse or Tom, before we close out? I'd say to anyone out there, since I'm the guest here,
2: support Jeff and Jesse, anyone new to this, support them, You know, support their school, contribute as God leads you and just pray for them, pray for them
0: too. Thank oh, you. thank you, Tom. And yes, you can support the show. Uh, the link is in the description uh you can also Jesse's patreon is in the description you can go to illuminatethedarkness.com tom's web website is redpillrising.com and remember even if you're watching us on youtube please just spend the moment and go to the podbean link and subscribe now you, you have to put in your email to download the app uh they're not sent you're not going to spam you or anything like that but what it allows you to do is uh first of all the app is really really good and by by the way i have a i have a great Podbean only show that we're going to be doing uh actually a couple of them planned Podbean only so you'll want to at least get the notices of them um uh, one of them is i want to do a call-in show
1: that would be fun again
0: and and i have a but but actually getting people to call in but i have a special guest for that so it's not going to be calling in and asking you all these wild questions, Jesse. Because we're (laughs) not going to go there.
1: Overloaded with questions. (laughs) Yes. And
0: and we're not going to go there. But also one of the things that Jesse and I were talking about, we can't really do it on the YouTube channel, but you know, music is such an important thing and it's, it's so powerful. Like I would say debatably more powerful than movies in in many ways anyways um but we want to do a music show and we can do it on here but we can't really play the examples Mm -hmm. if we do just an audio only uh show um you know i think we can get away with some stuff there uh in a a closed off environment so uh go there just register you can keep watching us on youtube we'll probably be on here for a little while because we're being more careful and we're respecting their rules. Mm -hmm. I was gonna say
2: too, Jeff, before you go, um, there was a, you just made me think of, there's a tape cassette of the music submitted for the screenplay. And they had, the attorneys that were provided stripped us of all those copies and said, is there any more? They took them all. We had two more surface. There's a song I'd love to play sometimes, two minutes long, instrumental, that was made and submitted for the Matrix story, The Immortals, and it's never been played. And so I'd love to- That's been copyrighted? It's my piece. Oh, so you it. own the rights to it. I, I created it with um, Alan Grace. They use Grace all the time as a in the Matrix as a counselor. So Grace and I, Alan Grace created it together. So we own it and we submitted it as this as music for the piece. And they kept it basically for the heart stopping scene where Neo restarts Trinity's heart. And so it's been a big point of contention with the other side that, you know, this, there's not supposed to be any copies left.
0: We have a copy. in this Convert it to MP3, Tom. And we will debut it to the world on this show. Cool. I like that. Yes, I like yeah. that. Okay, don't give it to any other shows, Tom. I know where you I'm live. Sorry. <laughs> I know where you, you live. You cute it. I know. You cute it.
1: Never no, mind no, those
0: copters or anything. Like, you don't want me coming <laughs> in <from> there. <laughs> I fear the sedan by with Jeff. Yeah, it's like, I'll send Jesse <laughs> remote viewing right in there. I, I see Jeff going yeah, like that. No,
1: no, <laughs> <laughs> funny Uh, final thoughts jesse i think that sounds exciting (laughs) all right
0: hey listen thank you for listening remember love your god love your family love your neighbor and make a difference in your community right on right on right on right on radio right on radio